0: You're listening to a Rock Candy Podcast.
1: can't they Pod, just like everybody else. What kind of question is that? MagPod for life. 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 Magpod for life.
2: Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents... Pods from the Penalty Box, a nostalgic sampling of skate punk albums from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Join us in the pit. I'm Andrew. I'm John. This is our podcast. This week, things are going to get a little bit spicy.
3: <laughs> That's right.
2: Talking talkin that pino, bro. That's that's what I'm gonna be calling jalapenos for now. On.
3: Gonna, give, me, give me one of those peens
2: Hit me, hit me with a the pino. Hit me, hit me with one of them spicy peens, bro. <laughs> hit me um, with hit me with a spicy pino. Can I
3: just say that I'm intro made me laugh again just now? It's so perfect. Um, <laughs> never will get tired of hearing that.
2: Well, you're gonna get exactly one more. I know that's not so. fair.
3: I'll go back and listen to it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've I've already started brainstorming future intros. Mm, so wait. whenever we cover certain bands, I've got got one locked and loaded for mm. for one one particular band. But Excited. who knows who knows when we're gonna get there. Indeed. Um, yeah. So um, we're talking jalapeno by value pack later. Um, we're gonna be doing a new. Segment mm. today, you know, because uh, you know, last season we had the segment the five, the five, and the five. F- <laughs> we couldn't entirely repeat that because, due to the fact that we were going to be covering a lot of albums across a number of similar years, mm-hmm. repeating the five wouldn't really make sense for those who are new this season the five was a segment where we would talk about john and i would individually talk about five significant things in the year that the album was released um so couldn't really do that again but uh past and future podcast patreon punk and my brother brian nelson Mm feeling mentioned to me that this season he's been missing the five yeah and so because of that, we had kind of come up with a new segment concept to kind of fill that five-shaped hole mm-hmm. <laughs> in everybody's hearts. Yes. Yeah. But we'll get there. Indeed. Um, so, John, you uh, have had that Fauci-ouchie mm. now for... For Over how long? two weeks, baby. Over two weeks, so I'm you ready to uh, go. I'm ready to lick uh, your face. <laughs> Let's do it. John and I are going to play our favorite game: spit in my mouth. And <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, since that's we're all good to go, I got my second Fauci yesterday. Yes. And you, how you know, feeling, bro? I'm feeling mostly fine. Like my, my side effects have, have largely been like my arm is sore, which is Mm -hmm. pretty standard operating procedure for any, any vaccine. You're going to have a little bit of a sore arm. Yeah. Um, I was a little, uh, I was feeling a little bit, um, sore like stiff and and achy last night. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've been a little tired today, but as we were discussing, uh, before we started recording getting into our late 30s we are <laughs> tired and icky most of the time Yes. Yep. so you know n- no no i'm no worse for wear yep. i'm i'm doing all right so ready ready for that that magpod meetup sometime That's in, right sometime this summer
3: your boys are vaxxed up we're we're pushing past these side effects uh right. which if anybody is Hesitant about getting around, too, because of the side effects uh, still better than COVID and dying from COVID, so highly recommended, and uh, we're ready to party, baby. It's summertime.
2: Oh, God. We're going to see so... each other for
3: the first time in close to two years.
2: <laughs> it's true. Uh, John John is going to be up in my neck of the woods for uh, a period of time this summer, and man, it's so wild that we haven't seen each other in so long. Really weird. But but we, yeah, we're going to hang, have some beers, hit a, hit that black stack, which you Ooh. haven't had. No, I mean, I I've had like, it, but I've never been there. Wait, what have you had? You've, you've had it.
3: I've been up at, there at events where friends have brought stuff from there. Okay. But right. I have yet to actually visit.
2: Well, they are constantly cycling through new stuff. So yeah. uh, we'll hit up that fire pit in my backyard. Yeah, man. Go hit up Lake Como. It's hit great. up that hit up um, that Cheapo. Oh yeah. Oh man, I can't wait. I'm just so excited to I've been it's been a. it's been a tough couple months uh, recently yeah. for your boy. I know yeah. it's not exactly been easy for, for you, but it's it's been hard for your boys, MagPod Nation. Yes. Just want to let you know. Tough stretch. It's, it's been a tough stretch for your boys. I uh, you know when we get these little glimmers of like warm weather mm-hmm. and then the midwest is like psych and yeah, then right. it's like back down to like the 40s or 50s yeah, and you're just like pretty cold right now come on man and it's like it's been kind of like been chilly and rainy it's like yep. just like killing me bro but next week looking at high 60s and 70s towards the end of the week
3: yeah Oh God. Might be might be cold, but that's not gonna stop me from cracking another Ooh. citrusy drink. What you got? I got the pineapple guppy again, which I had last week. Um, you know I, enjoyable.
2: I speaking of pineapple, I was at hmm. the I was at the TJ's, Trader Joe's ah, nice. the other day. And they have a variety of sparkling water beverages. Mm. They had a pineapple one. Mm. Got myself a liter of sparkling pineapple water. How's that? It's pretty decent. It was good.
3: Because as we covered, the pineapple uh, Topo Chico hard seltzer is gross. Uh, Um,
2: I will say that the pineapple White Claw is quite refreshing.
3: All right. Yeah. We got to get our hands on one of those uh, tea. What was it? Lemonade and tea spindrifts? That looked pretty good.
2: I picked up a case of those from the Hell Whole Foods yeah. today. Nice, nice. So I am ready for some more weather. Yeah, the Spindrift lemonade and tea. I'm just, mm. you know, it's just like pour a little whiskey in there. You got Hell yourself yeah. a little Arnold Palmer action.
3: Mm. Speaking of TJs and Pinos, um, I talked about this last summer, I think. Talk, I got talking about more.
2: those TJ Peens, bro?
3: TJ Peens. I got a couple of jalapeno limeades um what? which i think i've talked about this they are delightful just spicy enough Dude, um i'm so you,
2: into a spicy refreshing beverage
3: hell yeah you put a little tequila in there mm. you're having a good time <laughs> um so that's uh that's what's up for me next
2: <laughs> john and i are gonna be drunk for most of this summer <laughs> sounds great <laughs> i
3: feel like we've earned it we've oh earned my, a drunk summer oh my
2: god oh we've earned a summer we'll just, just we'll just say that um but you uh, so you'll be coming up here in in a couple months or so what um, uh who all's going to be joining you on your on your trip up north john
3: i know what you're getting at uh, yeah. kids are coming uh-huh my wife is coming uh-huh but I'm also bring a little puppy what a puppy Little, little fuzzy new dog for me.
2: You're getting a little puppy.
3: <laughs> just a little puppy. Little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> just l- little your mustache. Um, that's from Parks and Rec.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, John and I are not being gross and weird <laughs> in a real way. Just.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, Magpod Nation knows my beloved dog, Harriet. May she rest in peace. Uh, passed in January, and we've been on the hunt for a new dog for the past few months. Uh, Harriet was a rescue French bulldog and we were trying very hard to find a rescue Frenchie and they're not available in the country. Um, Folks know that rescue pets have, and probably all kinds of pets have gone up exponentially during quarantine. Everybody wants a animal to love and keep them company. Um, So just not available. So we went, I'm getting emotional talking about (laughs) it. We went the puppy route and uh, we got Harriet when she was three. So we feel like we missed those early years of her little puppy life and this time we get to experience full puppy uh from I think he'll be 9 weeks old when we pick him up so anyway bringing that puppy up to Minnesota stop by if you want to see him
2: <laughs> bro you sent me this picture of this dog and <laughs> so, so cute uh so I was I was talking to Lauren about this concept last night because my neighbor just got a kitten okay and it's like a tiny tiny kitten Mm -hmm. and and had the world's smallest leash (laughs) and i was like oh my god (laughs) and i was like you're shut your stupid face i was like i like and we were talking about this concept of like like affection aggression like (laughs) that you just like something to smash you (laughs) exactly it's like you're just something is so cute you're just like i don't know what to do other than like (laughs) wanting to punch things and like your dog's face was like um just so adorable and precious yeah man so Uh, i'm so happy for you guys
3: thanks me too ready for ready for a new uh Doggy companion in our lives. Um, he will. We'll will get him on the pod. Uh, expect yes. pictures. You know, <laughs> magnified pup, all that kind of stuff. We might have to start selling some uh, pet gear on the site for Ooh. Kev and for Kevin, Puppy Potter to rock. Uh, we'll see.
2: Yeah, are you? Uh, are you willing to share your your little boy, your little puppy boy's name or is not yet?
3: We're, we're not landed yet. You're not landed. Okay. You know, we're trying to get the the kids. We're trying to get to a consensus decision here, while also explaining to them that they don't get to call him whatever they want. Um, but Harriet was—we use like the the French spelling of Harriet, so we wanted to continue like a French dog name. So right now we're leaning toward Gusto, which is like the chef in the movie Ratatouille, <laughs> uh, and call him Gus. Um, so that's you know probably Gus. We'll see. We got some other ideas. I'm accepting like Magpod Nation suggestions we'll do
2: we'll do a patreon poll
3: that's right yeah it'll all be like i don't know red rider and
2: <laughs>
3: jokes about genitals i don't know
2: I <laughs> yeah I'm, sh- I'm sure i'm sure yeah we'll get nothing but uh, well thought out well crafted names everything will be very serious well um, the, the,
3: when we had harriet you know the real point was harry potter right um you can't waste that name and not have something named Potter, but there's no other real good, like Harry Potter. Like, you're not going to call it the dog James. You know what I mean? So like, yeah,
2: James was a dick.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Couldn't really use it this time around, but I'm open to
2: suggestions. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> you, we were, we were talking last week. I think it was last week about, how until Harry Potter came around, the the, <laughs> the pop culture association with a uh, Potter was yeah. was uh, from It's a Wonderful the banker from It's a Wonderful Life. Right.
3: Yeah, I guess we could call him Mister Potter.
2: <laughs> Mister Potter.
3: Have everybody hate him. Um,
2: <laughs> you can call him Jimmy.
3: Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, we have got to find some way to bring back your Jimmy Stewart. I can't believe it hasn't <laughs> been blowing up uh, the Discord.
2: Well, yeah. Um, speaking of. We uh we have some we have some voicemails, okay. And uh we have a voicemail line eight seven two seven six two four seven six three eight seven two seven magpod. Uh, Danny Stairs has has some thoughts about just that.
1: Happy
0: Monday, my dudes. Uh, just getting into this. Well, not just getting into it. I'm
2: good deal in.
1: Um, enjoying it so far. Just got to your discussion about Sunday Christians or whatever. Uh, but I, I do have to agree with John that uh, Jimmy Stewart impression, probably the best voice Andrew does. Um, I mean, it's right up there with his Australian accent. That's how good it is. <laughs> uh, keep up the great work. Love you guys. Magpop for life.
3: Okay, good. I'm glad Dan agrees.
2: Well, no, it was a back it was a backhanded compliment because
3: that's true. But that, it was a genuinely good impression, people.
2: <laughs> he, my Australian accent, famously terrible. <laughs> Uh, I would say that my Jimmy Stewart impression is better than my Australian accent. So I, I um, don't have your podcast. It's, it's in Danny's house and over in Jason's house. I don't know. Oh, down, down, down! He's a he's a son of a bitch. He's he's an asshole. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 um <laughs> that's good sorry uh no more jimmy stewart uh <laughs> Boo. we have jason from la with a, a special guest and an update on the mamba situation
0: hey guys it's jason from la again i got an update on the mamba candy <laughs> i just had my eight-year-old daughter try mamba and she wants to tell you what she thinks of it compared to starburst so here is
2: gloria
1: it tastes more real
2: oh <laughs> I like that. Good job, Gloria. Thanks, Gloria. So, uh, I you know I haven't had the Mamba since we uh, since then they've been brought up and since Jason has brought them up. But I'm wondering, I'm I am curious about the, the sourcing. Does Mamba have have real fruit juices in them?
0: Mm. Yeah, we
3: could gotta be. find this. Maybe
2: that's gotta... maybe that's what Ma- that uh, maybe that's what Gloria is picking up on. Maybe there's some
3: could be. Mamba, we we are giving you all this wonderful free advertising. What could you want more than an adorable eight year old girl going, "It tastes more real." That just sounds like <laughs> a commercial right there. So, I don't understand why you haven't given us a check yet. Uh, yeah, I'll keep checking the mailbox, but
2: yeah, um, this is nonsense. This is yeah. nonsense. Um, so not a lot of voicemails this week, but we did get a nice email. Uh, from our dude Aaron, uh, he he started listening to uh, the pod recently. We wanted to um, uh, kind of we wanted to read a little bit um, what he said. Uh, he said he's been jumping around and binging the apps that he felt were relevant to his music journey, which is fine, you know, people. Sure. You do you. Uh, you do you. We have, we have a lot of episodes. So, uh, we do. Ha- we have had some other people who have reached out to us who started from the beginning, which, you know, all, you know, you know, all the best to you on your journey. It's <laughs> yes, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a long one. But yeah. um, he says that he's about to be thirty-seven year old who grew up in a conservative christian family raised in a non-denominational c baptist basically church went to a conservative christian liberal arts university in in michigan played in a horrible christian pop punk band in middle school (laughs) then a bad christian emo band in high school and then a questionably christian mathy emo indie rock band in college
3: hell yeah that's the trajectory
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean if we're around the same age then that would Yep. that would sort of follow the the kind of the music trends right so right. The emo band uh mathy emo indie rock in college that makes sense uh five iron was my favorite band until i got way into radiohead yeah and teenage politics was my entry point into the christian punk scene all right my dude aaron is my, our people he is he is our guy uh of course i started questioning the church and christianity in general around my sophomore year in college and then started questioning my faith in general in my late twenties, probably by 30, I came to terms with being agnostic and haven't become fully comfortable with the term until over the past five years. So magnified pod is fucking perfect for me. I'm so <laughs> thrilled that I found you all. Yes. Us you know, too. <laughs> yes. We are really glad to, you know, it's a uh, finding, finding your people in, in the social media sphere mm-hmm. and, especially when there are so many podcasts and so many different uh, social media communities, it's, it's nice to be able to carve out a niche of people who grew up in the scene, but are also like uh, asking the bigger questions and asking, and you know, like you say, it's like questioning the church. And that makes Mm -hmm. sense for somebody who is like their entry point into the Christian punk scene was teenage politics. Right. Question, questioning authority and and uh, the government and the system. Mm -hmm. So, um, but he uh, he gives us um, some of his takes on albums. Some
3: top threes, yes.
2: Some top threes, but he says uh, life in general is the best for him. The production songs are are his fave. Yeah. As good as slowly going the way the Buffalo is and sounds. Um, But he gets overwhelmed by sentimental feelings when listening to teenage politics.
3: So sounds like our take as well.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, He, yeah, he's, he gave us some, uh, some slick shoes, hot takes. um, Didn't spend time with dogwood or ACE troubleshooter. Um, But yeah, I, uh, we, we really appreciate these, you know, Yes. Um, oh, uh, y'all being Minnesota people, Fair State Beer Co-op has recently started distributing to Michigan. Fair State, very good. I'm right. a fair. I'm a Fair State fan. Um, and I'm. I remember my very first uh, Minnesota State Fair. I mm. think my first beer that I had was a Fair State All there right. at the at the State Fair. The, and I'm looking forward to going back to the, the state fair,
3: the greatest place in the universe. You mean?
2: Oh gosh.
3: I love it. To my bones, that place.
2: <laughs> John, are you going to, you going to come back up for the state fair? Is it happening? I'm still unclear on that. I thought it was happening.
3: They claim it is. or some version of it is, but I'm like, I don't understand how that's possible, but not to get off on a tangent here, but you know, all these states are saying they're not going to have like a database, which is fine, but like, How can you... So if you show your card or whatever to get in that says you're vaccinated, aren't those incredibly easy to fake? Um, I don't know. I'm just not clear on how that's all going to work. But you know what? We're vaxxed, so we'll worry about that part of it and I guess not the rest right now.
2: I mean, it says... um, Currently, it's saying August 26th to September 6th.
3: I mean, yeah. We might have to come come up for that. It truly is. People... uh, If people have never been to the Minnesota state fair and if you don't really have a state fair or one that's like big or cool, when I try to explain this to people, they don't really understand, but it's like amazing. It's massive. And there's so much to do and there's so much to drink and eat and it is truly wonderful. So I will try to get up there for that.
2: Yes. Uh, Where food meets fun meets agriculture.
3: I like those things.
2: (laughs) I think that was leslie nope from also from Parks and Rec. okay i mean i like that too um <laughs> yeah so if anyway, you want to if you want to see a live cow birth hey and have, get yourself uh start drinking it like 10 in the morning yep get uh, a giant
3: uh bucket of cookies
2: and, and, um, and no like i don't think john you need to explain <laughs> that more because it's <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't make sense so it's like a plastic uh, like a plastic <laughs> tub with a handle a large a large bucket <laughs> Overflow it's overflowing not like, with it's cookies. not like it's not like sealed it's like overflowing oh, fresh cookies <laughs> fresh cookies god damn i got so excited just now <laughs> <laughs> smells delicious yeah uh i saw weird al at the state fair in That's 2019 right.
3: yeah man. I saw yeah. Sonic Youth there one year. That was cool. Yeah. Um, Sonic anyway. Youth with
2: Weird Al, just just many of the <laughs> the artists coming to the Minnesota State Fair.
3: That's right. Um, Aaron, thank you for this email. We really appreciate it. Um, yes. Yeah. Feel free to to share in depth uh, emails about your journey with us uh, out there, folks. And you know, I feel like I'm like, you know, beating this drum over and over, but I cannot stop being appreciative of the, the Patreon community over on the discord is truly like right. one of the happiest places online. <laughs> yeah. that I think a lot of us are involved with, and it's just such a, a good community. So shout out you know what, to Meg you know Nation
2: Yeah, for real. And do you know what I love? Like What's that? the fact that there is literally not an ounce of drama. Yeah. To be found anywhere in any of it. No, everybody is just so rad. And so people that join the discord, you jump in, have these super fun conversations. Like, um, a lot of the Patreon punks are teachers. So mm-hmm. we created a special, uh, group called the teacher's lounge in our discord for people who are, the, who are teachers to encourage and support each other, especially teachers need a lot of support <laughs> right yes. now, uh, as they're. Uh, preparing to wrap up the end of the school year some people are doing in person some people are doing sort of a uh, a combo in person and distant and mm-hmm. you know it's and we've all like are on these random journeys of that are different we're all over the country from uh, from washington arizona and texas and new jersey and you know, we're in, I think Florida too, maybe um, just DC. like people in like DC. Yeah. All over the place. And yeah. so it's really cool to, to just bring a bunch of people together and, and just be encouraging and supportive. And yeah, so shout out to the discord, John, I think we, we need to get into this new segment that we, that I teased at the top of the show. It's a segment called The Takes, and we are going to share things that we are enjoying right now, whether it's TV or music or movies or a book or whatever. Um, and so uh i want to i just want i just want people to know that kind of what we're doing apart from the pod obviously this is something that we're that's a big investment but um there's more to us than the, just the pod so john share your takes the takes
1: with John Potter
3: <laughs> oh man Uh, What a perfect introduction. We've been without that explosion for too long. Um, Yeah, I have a couple. They're both pretty obvious, but whatever. I'm a basic bitch. Um, Hammock season, Andrew, it's coming. You know that I lived my best life on the hammock last summer.
2: (laughs) Oh, I know you did.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Daddy would have a couple of beers. Oh, dude! Maybe some other things. Just
2: a couple. Of just, you're just you're a hammock daddy for sure. <laughs> I one of my favorite things from last summer was the Friday night <laughs> late night polos from John. Oh, in your hammock.
3: Yeah, having a great time. One time I saw a coyote. Um, it was cool. Um, That's so anyway, to the
2: Batman soundtrack. Oh
3: God! Maybe crying while listening to that. <laughs> Good old John. Um, okay. Anyway, Sufyan Stevens has oh. recently released a five volume instrumental collection, uh, one a week for the last month. The fifth one came out today as we we're recording. And I am excited to get in that hammock and put on some five volumes of Sufyan, let me tell you. Um, it's called uh, Convocations. Hmm. And <laughs> I'm just such a sucker for anything. Sufjan, so you know, he contains multitudes. He has many modes, one of which is a five-volume collection of instrumentals called Convocations. Which some <laughs> people hearing that may be like, "All right," and I'm like, "Ooh, yes, please." <laughs> um, so he's got meditations, lamentations, revelations, celebrations, and incantations, uh, and they're all great. Um, I would say one and five in particular are great for writing. I've like had them on in, uh like background sound for doing work and stuff. Uh, Two through four, a little weirder, different kind of hang, but I'm on board for that as well. Um, And he described it as a 49 track reflection on a year of anxiety, uncertainty, isolation and loss. So I can get behind something to reflect on all those things. Anyway, I've really been enjoying that and really look forward to listening to it this summer, getting my hammock playlists ready. Um, One other brief thing I'll mention, although... My main take is that the Sifian collection rules, uh, Tenet. Did you ever see Tenet?
2: I did.
3: <laughs> oh, I don't think you're going to agree on it then. <laughs> I just saw it, which I realized this is, this is a cold take because this movie truly came out like last fall. Uh, but it just came on HBO max a few days ago and I watched it and maybe it's my like low expectations. Cause I know everybody who described it talked about it with the tone that you just did. Um, <laughs> but i was super into it i don't know man i I was like i don't know i feel like people want movies explained too often and i'm just there to let it wash over me and soak up those vibes just give me those vibes baby i don't care
2: i don't need to know what's happening yeah i mean well perfect because for christopher (laughs) nolan movies nobody knows what's going on but like that's i don't want to shit on your takes because this is this is the takes with john potter you're right right but this is what I'll say about Christopher Nolan films. Like mm. I do tend to be like find them enjoyable for what they are, but sometimes I think they're so convoluted mm. that it's almost done to to the degree that it's like gaslighting people. sure they're like like <laughs> leaving them questioning whether or not they even understand what's going on. right. Like if you didn't
3: get it, you weren't smart enough to get how awesome this is. Exactly.
2: <laughs> that is the vibe I get from, from Tenet specifically it was just like, and there's this great video uh, that I'm going to have to share, share with you. But this guy th- does this, uh, uh, this video of like the, the ex- he's like, it's like something like the exact moment when a Christopher Nolan movie stops making sense. And, <laughs> uh, and it's like, the it's supposed to be like the the lead character like talking with like the Michael, Caine Michael character. Kane
3: character. Yeah I saw this too I think yeah and
2: it's just like and and it's just so
3: like, there's a man who you need to find whose <laughs> yeah. name is blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. It's like, there's always it's, that scene.
2: Yeah and it's like but he's but yeah he, yeah it's so you can't even can't even explain it because it's so convoluted <laughs> but I'm like this is perfect uh encapsulation of a Christopher Nolan scene, and yeah, and it's like I mean, I guess it was kind of cool, like but
3: people going backwards is cool, bro.
2: <laughs> I know, I guess, but guess <laughs> those cars I just... are
3: driving backwards, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess I just like let it happen. I guess it's fine. It's fine. But I yeah. was like, it. Yeah. I got it got to a point where I'm like, I don't care about this anymore because <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. so completely like un, uninvested in what's happening right now. Yeah.
3: I feel like there's two things going on, which number one, if I went to see this properly, like in IMAX, when it came out with the full house, there's good chance I'd walk out being like, I don't know, like there's some cool stuff, but like after hearing about it for so long and having people mostly be like, so I'm sure expectations was part of it. But the other thing is just like, I recognize there's a point in certain kinds of stories where people just kind of throw their hands up and they're like, I, I can't, I can't follow this. I give up where I'm like, I don't even, I don't really care. I don't want to do the mental work to figure this out. I just want to let it, let it wash over me, Um which I enjoy. But doing does that. It, doesn't
2: doesn't that potentially lead to lazy filmmaking? If you're just like, <laughs> Hey Chris, so this scene, like what's like, can you explain what's happening?" Nope. <laughs> just. <laughs> it's just going to happen, but aren't, isn't the audience going to be, doesn't matter. Just, it's just going to happen.
3: I think I like stuff just happening. I feel like, I I feel like we put too much pressure on movies on like the story. And I'm like, these are movies. There's like moving images and colors. And that's enough for me. You know what I mean?
2: Like, (laughs) this is not the cinephile John Potter that I know and love.
3: Well, I had a class once with the film professor who said, we have too many English majors reviewing movies and not enough art majors. And his point was like, often we sort of, we like debate the merits of a film on the story and the strength of the plot and whether it made sense and stuff. And not often enough on just like letting these images sort of stand on their own. You know what I mean? So anyway, I just, yes, I love a good story. I also love when I just see like, a guy moving backwards i think that's pretty cool so anyway tenet. so
2: <laughs> so it almost be like the the same argument could be made for a song where it's like the song can sound cool even if it's not really saying anything
3: well maybe we'll get to that in the second half of this episode <laughs> um <laughs> am i but am yeah, i unraveling
2: I... your point uh <laughs>
3: No. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's something to that idea. You don't have to understand everything. I mean...
2: Sometimes music uh, can be fun and not be deep, and sometimes a movie can look cool and not make any fucking sense.
3: Right. Yeah. Good enough for real Johnny. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Tenet, not as good as Sufjan's collection, or as good as, you know, Memento, or Inception, or...
2: um, Dark Knight.
3: Yeah, certainly Dark Knight. I'm thinking of movies that are like Kind of similar, you know, the prestige too. He kind of touches on similar themes to those, but still oh, what, enjoyed it quite a bit. What about
2: um, what was the uh, the one with the the Dream World Inception Didn't Inception? Already? Yeah. Then did you say Inception? I wasn't. I I don't know. I was. I think it I was, was just thinking about The Dark Knight. <laughs> hey, and how, I, and how great that, that movie
3: is. Think about how great The Dark Knight is and so <laughs> now too. So, um, anyway, those are my takes. <laughs> Harvey! People are good.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. What about you? You mean, what are my takes? Yeah,
3: that's what I mean.
1: The Takes with Andrew Feeling.
2: Oh, man. Well, um, some of my takes currently are something that I... Have been listening to because of our producer jason from unoriginal Mm -hmm. vinyl and our shatter producer he sent us uh, a couple months ago maybe two or three months ago this swiss folk metal band oh yeah called elveti yeah and he's like he just Sent this video for for this song called Rebirth, and yeah. it was this guy's. Was like I think it was like a Scottish dude, maybe, and yeah. he was like, it was like a reaction video, yeah. and he wasn't prepared for what the video held. I was not prepared for what the video <laughs> held either. Society wasn't, <laughs> and I was like, it started off as like this normal metal video, and then like, the, then like all these tin whistles came in and like like a hurdy-gurdy was there and like there's like a flute and and like like i'm like what what is happening and then these (laughs) like like angelic vocals came in after like these crushing like screams and i'm like it's just like shredding i'm just like what is going on and uh so i found this album it's called uh Antign- Ant- Antignados I don't know. So right. they you know as I said they're uh they're Swiss and sometimes they sing songs that are not in English. Yes. Um but yeah they're uh this album came out in in 2019 on Nuclear Blast and uh I've been just like been super super into it. Yep. And uh for so if anybody likes folk metal uh, with with uh, Just like shredding Guitars and just excellent Metal but then going Down with some Like with some
0: uh,
2: Harps and fiddles and hurdy Gurdies <laughs> and bagpipes mm, and
3: Really cool vocals
2: really cool Vocals and and, uh, and like also The band that itself is like Like it's it just seems like Unfair that like everybody can just be so Hot Like all these like (laughs) super like attractive, like you know, uh punk looking metal folk dudes and when there's like in the middle of of this booklet, there's like one of the singers, she's like on the on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're just like all super super awesome.
3: We should say it's spelled E-L-U-V-E-I-T. T I E for those who want to find this.
2: Oh yes. That, that, yeah. I, I had to look up the pronunciation because I've heard multiple pronunciations by, but I heard it from the mouth of the lead singer. Okay. L Okay. And, uh, so his name is Kriegel Glanzmann. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, uh, Kriegel, I guess, is like maybe his his stage name, but, um, but anyway. So
3: I I took a deep dive into that band for like the week after he sent that video to. Yeah, and listened to like all their stuff. Um, a few really cool videos, and yeah, my mom is super into like Celtic music. Um, which this is close to at times. Yes. Um, so I sent her some stuff, and she was like, "Whoa!" She was into it too. So.
2: Even yeah, moms
3: can can find stuff to like here.
2: Exactly. So, uh, it says that um, uh, the band style incorporates characteristics of melodic death metal combined with the melodies of traditional Celtic music. There you go. And their lyrics include references to Celtic mythology. Cool. So.
3: Yeah, she loves like crows and shit. So <laughs> this is very like <laughs> up her alley. Um.
2: will well, get her on the pod.
3: Yes, I believe in that text thread, we talked about Heilung, who I asked you guys about, who are like Northern European, I think they call themselves like a Viking band. Um, They call their thing Amplified History from early medieval Northern Europe. And they like put on all this crazy costumes. They're all wearing like antlers and like playing this wild variety of instruments. And it's basically like folk like you know traditional ethnic folk music but it sounds very like metally and scary and cool and someday i will see hailing in concert anyway not that far off from Elvit.
2: elviti elviti yes uh i speaking of also like uh amana marth is another Mm. uh, like viking metal band so i'm like i'm i'm been listening to a lot of european metal band like in a very specific kind of lane <laughs> right right so this kind of scandinavian uh and uh like mythological kind of yeah. kind of metal that kind of paints this an image of a of a of a place and a in a you know when you're when you're talking about like vikings and uh asgard and, <laughs> and like and all that and warring gods and that sort of stuff yeah, i'm like oh this is cool this is kind of rad this is kind of cool season um, four
3: might be a uh, viking metal
2: <laughs> i would not be mad about it uh i've also bottom i'm listening to um speaking of music i'm listening to uh i've been listening to the lord of the rings um soundtracks because i picked up a uh all three books in like one volume and i've been reading through that so i've been throwing down on uh trying to get myself in that that mental cool. space so listening yeah. to to those soundtracks while while reading the reading lord of the rings and it's just it just feels very um calming to me yeah
3: too. that sounds so, wonderful
2: yeah it is
3: have you listened to any of that uh, lord of the rings pod yet
2: is that, it uh, is it is it out yet
3: oh maybe it hasn't come out yet. i don't know if it's
2: but... i'm not sure yeah so Do- dominic monahan and billy boyd mm-hmm. are um <laughs> uh, gonna be start doing a podcast uh they played mary and pippin respectively in the uh lord of the rings uh films and mm-hmm. billy boyd is uh, friend of the a, pod, a friend of the pod. For my brother's 40th birthday, uh, we got me and a bunch of friends got Brian a a cameo from Billy Boyd, and so now we we can't help but always think of Billy Boyd saying, "Brian, Brian, Beard.
1: Brian, it's your birthday." <laughs>
2: it's gonna be
3: so great we need to get either him or some other enjoyable person to do a cameo basically like cutting an ad for magpod
2: yeah um yeah we we've we we have talked about that (laughs) yeah we gotta revisit that just but i don't know like who who would be who i mean his his scottish accent is just so
3: it's so delightful love listening to magnified pod that wasn't good at all because those aren't really
2: like there's no r's in there no like yeah i mean you're your last craig's bu- brother
1: craig's brother ace <laughs> troubleshooter yeah oh
2: yeah. uh, <laughs> man gotta yeah my 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 scottish accent is as good as my australian accent is
0: troubleshooter
2: <laughs> brian
3: craig's brother <laughs> it's so satisfying it
2: is oh god Um, so (laughs) those are those are my takes love it Um, yeah kaboom kaboom
3: (laughs) should we take a little break and get into this album
2: i think we should yeah gonna come back we'll be we'll be peening it up (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll talk uh, value packs jalapeno Hey
1: everybody, this is Matthew McConaughey, alright, 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 you can tell it's me by that saying. Anyway, when I'm tired of listening to Dave Matthews' band sometimes, and my feet hurt from walking around barefoot, I like to go down to the Pickle and Boot Shop and just hear Reese and Joe talking about stuff, like ska. This music is ska. I love it.
2: And we're back. Yes. You, me, and the peen. (laughs) Oh boy. No, Andrew, stop it. <laughs> We're talking, talking jalapeno, baby. Talking jalapeno. 5x97 uh, sophomore record. Mm, no a sophomore, sophomore
3: soph- slump this time, though.
2: <coughs> sophomore slump, nowhere to be found.
3: That's right. Um, yeah, July 29th, 1997, on BEC, not on mm. tooth and nail. Uh, confusing. Mm. Someone explain these choices to us.
2: Somebody explain why uh, Value Pack went from tooth and nail to B E C. I don't I don't I don't get it. It's a confusion
3: with Ace uh, along those lines as well.
2: Same ace ACE started with B E C. Yep. And then they went tooth and nail with with madness, right? right? Isn't that wasn't that what happened?
3: It was, and it should have been the opposite if you're talking about contemporaries on those labels. But right, maybe this album being on there is case in point that that's not always true. Um, either way, hey, guess what? I What's really that- like this album a lot. Yeah,
2: <laughs> this album is is a home run. I yeah. I I enjoy it significantly. Yeah. Uh, I always have. I've always this is not one of those albums that I I liked back in the day and now I listen to it and I'm like oh oh no this is a bummer. Like I I loved this album back in the day and I still love this record. It yeah. it holds up in in every way that uh this, this style of um OC skate punk yep um does like it's it's I I put them I, I would put this uh you know they would they would fit perfectly in a in a set with Green Day and Rancid, you know. Yep. Those influences are worn on their sleeves in this on this record.
3: Very much so. Um yes, it was a welcome move away from the elements of the self-titled record that I did not like. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: they shed a lot of the bummer stuff.
3: Right. And there was plenty on that record that I liked, but everything that I liked about it is just amplified here. Um, you know, vocal sound greats, as you said, the kind of, uh, street punk Bay area mode they're in for a good chunk of the album is like much more on display here. It sounds great production wise. Um, yeah, no bad songs, all, all different kinds of songs that I really like and much less problematic, (laughs) uh, much less evangelical than the last record, less explicitly Christian and I still think they're sort of you know theological themes they're wrestling with here, but not in a in a way that uh, bums us out like uh, some of the songs in the last record. Um, and it was a pretty big hit in the Christian alternative world. Like I said last episode somehow these guys uh, slipped through my teenage fingies. I never really, <laughs> followed them for whatever reason but i would have been very into this album i'm sure of it uh reached number 20 on the billboard christian albums chart so pretty good there yeah um and yeah personnel wise got ryan on vocals and guitar again ben on drums again this time uh sean Humeston uh on bass um and uh mixed by steve kravak they got Kravac back from mixing, mastered by Brian Gardner again, but this time produced by Peter King, which this is his one credit I could find. Uh, fascinating. Don't know the story there, but it was co-produced by the band um, and by this guy, Mike Pearsante, Piersant. Um, But he's done a ton of engineering work. He's engineered for like Robert Plant and Alison Krauss records and Willie Nelson and T-Bone Burnett. So like, a lot of sort of country folk stuff, um, hmm. but also just a, a ton of credit. So he, he's mainly known for engineering, but he co-produced and engineered here. So whatever the combination of folks was, it, it sounds great, um, really into the, the the sound in addition to the style of songs across the board on this record.
2: I also want to say that the, the bass on this record oh, is it. far more interesting and fun and, yep. uh, you know, I, I made I made a, a joke about, you know, I, that we talked about the some of the baselines on the value pack self-titled. And I said, uh, Matt Freeman, it is not. But sure. this this album does feel more rancity, 100 percent. Uh, lots of moving up and down the neck. Yes. Playing the neck.
3: Yeah, man walk it out loving um, it
2: loving the bass on this record
3: i did really i, I feel like the bass stood out to me on the self-titled among the things that were interesting about it but here they've really kept that a priority in terms of um you know building songs around super interesting bass lines in a way that a rancid might um and that comes out at, at times with like ska leaning songs with these more kind of Boy, street punk leaning songs um but kind of whatever style they're in the baseline is doing cool stuff so yes big fan of that um including on the first song which unless you have anything else to say we should get into i
2: think we should absolutely get into it yeah uh with the first song nothing Is my number one me too baby yes yeah undeniable the woes on this song yep. and he he leans into the grittiness of his vocals this time love it.
3: love it yeah he not i was gonna say he almost sounds like a different singer that's not quite true because there's times on the self-titled where he sort of hints in this direction but he's just full-on immediately here on this record and i'm so here for it
2: yeah
3: um this is the best song rancid never wrote (laughs) it's like such a rancid song it is i don't care at all i love that kind of song and like i said last week like there weren't really enough bands at least from my knowledge in the sort of christian alternative worlds exploring this kind of punk Um, they
2: definitely no they were this is very much they were in a lane of their own yeah which is Um, why it It's, 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 a, it's a, again another one of those ace troubleshooter stories where it's like you look at some of the bands, like uh, Rancid wildly had crossover success, which mm-hmm. is, which is wild in, in, in many ways. Yeah. Uh, but, um, this this the songwriting on the, on the on this record is significantly not that this this could have there are songs on here that could have gotten radio play but just that um it's just you know i don't know how they didn't get like even bigger right. after this record because there's like a 3 year period of of you know of them not them not re- recording anything so
3: right it doesn't make any sense that like, uh, Ruby Soho yes. and, um, you know, new girl by suicide machines were constantly in, on MTV rotation and the song got nothing like right. very much fits alongside those kinds of songs.
2: Literally nothing. Um,
3: yeah. <laughs> nothing should have gotten something. That's my take. <laughs> um, yeah, not even a, a music video for this at all, as far as I could tell, um, and I don't know what was a single and what wasn't, but this should have been.
2: Um, I mean, this this has the most plays. Yeah, um, that makes sense. On on for this album, so yeah.
3: I would think this this would be one of the better known songs from this record. Um, yeah, it, it just rules. Uh, yeah, like you said, I love the whoa whoa, whoa gang vocals just immediately. I love his vocal delivery. There's just an energy from second one. Um, lyrically. I don't totally track what's going on here. (laughs) There's kind of like an apocalyptic end of world situation happening. Uh, He's talking about got the mullets and the goths (laughs) kind of like everybody's coming for him. Um,
2: Uh, Yeah. The uh, it's, this is one of those, we all have misheard lyric moments, (laughs) Um, but this is also an example of, of more syllables being thrown into (laughs) Uh, into into a lyric than than is there, and it's the opening lyrics that I've I've misheard for many years. My so struck bad luck again. I'm down and out, and about to pay for my sins. Uh, I always. <laughs> her Dalai Lama about to pay for my sins.
3: Why is the Dalai Lama going to pay for that guy's sins?
2: I don't know. I don't know Was I didn't know he knew the Dalai Lama, but the Dalai Lama is going to pay for his sins. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Seems Dalai like Lama. a good guy though.
3: Yeah. He'd be up for that. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if this is like a, uh, a story that this guy's telling, you know, about a character if this is how he feels sometimes, but I think it's, interesting um you know i think there's maybe a way to make this about the ways that we make ourselves different from each other like he's talking about these different groups and people coming for him and him feeling kind of out of luck so maybe there's something there with um sort of siloing ourselves or i don't know but i like whatever's going on i think it's a cool there's a cool vibe going on there's a lot of songs about sort of being stuck in a bad spot on this record (laughs)
2: right right Uh, Should we get to that bridge, bro?
3: Let's do it.
2: momos and the mullets (laughs) (laughs) um so john we we talked about the the album cover of the the dudes in their um the the masks the Mm, uh like luchador style yeah yeah, luchador masks uh which is really cool but and you said you couldn't find any images of the lyrics the lyrics for value pack are very hard to find for whatever reason yeah but this is The worst layout of any (laughs) CD, it's the lyrics are impossible to read. And it it might be a little uh, difficult to really comprehend on the screen, truly Mm. how terrible this is to read. Yeah. Um, But we're looking at like we got like yellow on white. Um, We got dark blue on black um they're the lyrics are like uh turned around every which way so it's really hard to read not only that but they're missing some of the songs in here as well maybe that's why Um, some
3: of them are not online at all
2: yeah and and can you can you read the thank yous here john
3: (laughs) that's that's pretty tough
2: that's that's uh dookie style um Mm. like let's write out everything because that's, that's what makes things punk rock is when you (laughs) actually write stuff out. Yeah. Uh, And, but the thank yous are, again, we're getting like black on black, right? It's impossible to understand what it is. They led
3: with uh, aesthetics and the aesthetic was like busy (laughs) nineties design.
2: And you got like different angles of their, like their heads
3: interesting i mean there's some cool stuff going on here but uh overall it's maybe not the easiest experience
2: yeah aesthetics it's the cover is really cool um i like kind of what they're going for yeah uh, but it is kind of a nightmare to kind of navigate yes because as i said lyrics are hard to read they're missing some songs and the songs are not in any particular order <laughs> in right. the booklet. So you're like trying to find which song mind games is the one that is, it's like yellow on white. <laughs> so you can't like read it at all. Beautiful.
3: But uh, yeah. it's kind of that vibe that uh producer Jason has mentioned as far as like design aesthetic where it's like, here's a face for some reason have some stripes like (laughs) here's another thing in the corner uh it's the 90s i don't know anything else you want to say about nothing uh nothing else it does (laughs)
2: uh don't look back Uh, It's a similar theme that we see across a lot of the bands that we've covered this season, this feeling of like um, them being who they don't want to be. They want to be different. They don't want to sin anymore. They want to get right with God that. Yeah, it it seems very uh, we we had some of that with Ace. Obviously, lots of that with Dogwood, Slick Shoes. So
3: I mean, yeah to to our often return to point this season uh these were young, young men <laughs> coming out of youth group and uh you know when you're a teenager in your early 20s these are maybe some of the things that you're struggling with if you're sort of a young evangelical um having said that i think the song is super fun
2: yeah i uh, know it's great and i the have base, a lot of fun the bass is very base rules. playful
3: Yes. It's kind of a simple song in terms of just like structure. Yes. In that sort of classic, you know, Ramonesy kind of not too many chords going on, uh, songwriting style. But I think it's really effective. I don't mind that at all. Um, this is kind of one of their modes, and I think they uh excel at it. Yes. Um yeah, I know I mean he's kind of talking about like he I think you're right about the theme, but he's also talking about like there was a time when all he could think about was his regrets, but not anymore. He's moving on. And is he talking to Satan in the chorus? Because he's like, <laughs> not me, because I'm not your slave. Just go away. Yeah, don't ever come another day. So maybe sin or maybe Satan? I don't know.
1: But
2: His former life. His former, yeah. I, I yeah, won't like, go back to yesterday. Pray tomorrow will be a better day. Yeah. Never um, looking back.
1: Forget about the past.
3: <laughs> but, you know, as far as theological songs to have i don't mind that you know what i mean like it's like i got no problem with being like looking back on certain things and used to be wallowing and regretting it now it's like well but now i'm just gonna move forward and try and do better like i think that's fine i have no problem with that so uh yeah i like the song
2: i mean so the the line that that does stick out to me is like god what have i done <laughs> yeah. i don't um i uh what have i done i don't know what to be or what i've become yeah you he know t- murder a bunch of people right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 not an unfamiliar lyric yes kind of dramatic and like the way we think we would think as as young men about about our lives of sin and right right and just like how terrible we would feel about Whatever. And it's like, and I always wonder, like, what is it that you've done that's so bad? Like, are you <laughs> killing people? Are you murdering people? Or it's like, you know, or are you just like kind of an asshole to people? And right. you're like, I feel bad that I'm an asshole.
3: <laughs> Could be that. Maybe a little, maybe a little lustin going on. Little
2: little lustin. Little lustin and bustin'.
3: <laughs> I've never heard that before somehow. <laughs> no, I just, um... I just
2: I just I <laughs> just Thought of you that right coined now. Just coin that wow. I, just I, gotta, I think we lustin. gotta quit
3: this podcast and start a lusting and busting line of <laughs> merch.
2: Line of merch. Don't yeah, wow. we'll we'll yeah, we'll we'll sell it to youth groups, Be like, hey, you don't want to be lusting and busting? a woo.
3: Oh man, that's yeah, we gotta return to that. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I agree. He's he's doing fine. You're doing okay, Ryan. <laughs> You're it's
2: all good. right, everything's fine. Um now perhaps The one yeah. Pseudo problematic song on yeah. the record Mind Game
1: Girl Why you gonna talk to me that way For goodness sakes You're driving me insane You Would do anything for me So you said And now you want me dead Why gotta girl go play with my head
2: Do 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 A ring ding, ding 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 ding.
3: Love it. Um do, do, do,
2: shoot, do, do.
3: <laughs> yeah, I yes, this song is fun. Um another mode of theirs that we've talked about is kind of that you know, 50s sort of sound, sort of like harmonies and melodies, and kind of I always equate it to like Mr. T experience. They sort of have that 50s sound of kind of multiple harmonies and mm-hmm the structure of those older kinds of rock and roll songs. Um, so I do enjoy it. I think you're right. Maybe pseudo problematic. Cause it's very, I don't know. I, I don't want to make excuses, but I'm also like, he's obviously saying this in a like tongue in cheek way. And it's not a,
2: I mean, the, the chorus is a, an outstanding pun Yeah, mind game. I don't think I want to play today. It's great. Yeah. That's yeah. a great line.
3: Yeah. And there's not, the mind game is not necessarily like, ugh, all these women, they're always playing these games. It seems to be more specifically about this situation. Having said that in the bridge, which I did struggle a little bit to find the lyrics for, he says, someone put her out of my misery. <laughs> Which, again, is, I guess, sort of a clever play on words. Like, yeah. just get her out of my head. But it also sounds like he wants her to be murdered um, <laughs> a little bit. And then he changes girl to stupid girl. Why stupid you got to talk to me that way? Girl. And it's yeah. a little bit like, I eh, don't know if I love that. Yeah. Um, so I would say better than a lot of the songs about girls being awful right um then we've heard so far this season but still not not great not a great look overall
2: not not a great look um but yeah the the sensitive boy being being played by somebody who you know i would like if i if i like the the clarity that i'm lacking is is this your girlfriend or is this (laughs) just somebody you like like the
3: prom queen we'll hear about later at the album (laughs) yeah
2: perhaps um so i don't know i i think it's a really fun song not uh, it doesn't it's it doesn't bum me out as much as um some of the uh the you know the ace troubleshooter uh don't trust that girl (laughs) or yoko or anything like that Right, right
3: so and uh and to once again give the caveat that we Probably would have uh, not had any problem with us whatsoever hearing it when we were kids and, and felt similarly about girls and their money. No,
2: games. When, so. when I was 13, 100%. <laughs>
3: yeah, this was like a, an anthem. It was an, <laughs> an
2: anthem for Andrew, who was so misunderstood and was Stupid the nice girl.
1: <laughs> Wait, God, talk to me that way. Yeah. I believe you're lies.
3: <laughs> yes. So, anyway, we were. We were guilty right alongside them.
2: Yes. Yes, we were. Um yesterday's.
3: Mm. so much that's great um yeah i think i think the song is pretty good i don't think it's quite at the level of the other ones we've heard so far Um, i agree but i enjoy it
2: yeah it's fine it's fine um Um, yesterday another way things would work out that so this is i i have (laughs) i can't read this this. god damn it (laughs) i can't read these fucking lyrics it takes so much effort to just like try and
3: Oh, God damn it. seems to be another one about being in a dark place.
2: Yes. Things used to be okay yesterday, but today they're not.
3: (laughs) Pretty much. Um, I would like to hear uh, some of the bridge. I think there's a cool chord progression there. There's like a cool little guitar solo at like a 204. Let's hear that. (laughs) those toms that's cool as hell great harmonies yeah love
0: that
3: yeah i think the bass was the standout for me on the first record and it still is here but i think there are a few cool moments of guitar stuff on this record that i like a lot they have these moments of sort of these clean non-distorted guitar lines that just come in and they feel like ooh. This is kind of bouncy again kind of like that 50s sound I kind mm-hmm. of like um, I just think it's really fun and yeah then into the, the toms and the harmonies there I like a lot so
2: yeah I think it's fun Yeah, even, even for songs that are like pretty simplistic mm-hmm. and straightforward they still have some singability yeah for sure e- easy to get caught up in the melody and sing along yep definitely friend of mine slow emo jam yeah uh i think it's fine yeah Um, this is probably it could have used a it could have used maybe a little bit of a a change somewhere something it's pretty pretty one note in terms of the yeah the the beat and right which is it's still fine like the the chorus is The harmonies are great.
3: Yes. I feel like that Green Day influence on the chorus is pretty evident with the harmonies and the bass line there.
2: And the bridge, though, has a kind of cool Mm -hmm. solo situation. Sure. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Not a lot of wah-wah pedal effects going on <laughs> uh, in their song, so it's fun to hear it here.
2: Yeah. Um, they kind yeah. of they, they mix it up. You know, like you talked about, they have a little bit of a, a clean guitar solo situation. This one's got a little wah-wah fuzz action going on. Yeah. Keeping yeah. it interesting.
3: They are. I, and uh, you know, this is another one about sort of looking back on being kids thinking those times would go on forever, now they're over, and he wishes he could go back. You know, that that seems to be another sort of yep. value pack theme is like friends growing up and moving apart.
2: Um, we have a little bit of that on their first record with Graduation.
3: Right, exactly. Um, but yeah.
2: So, you know, it's well-traveled territory for a lot of these bands, but Indeed. they're the value pack take. Yep. I don't mind it in you know song i also really mm. don't mind mm. needed to get the living
3: alone alone. is my number three Uh, my number two nice we're pretty we're pretty simpatico so far i'm
2: wondering if we're gonna have our twos and threes switched Uh, i
3: wonder um yeah i mean again love that bass line (laughs) immediately
2: this is is another rancid song
3: so rancid but i love it
2: (laughs) ding So cool. So when one,
3: when one of those like sort of sprawling, walking bass lines kicks off a song, it's pretty, pretty rancity. Um yeah. but it, it kicks off the song and then kind of stays doing cool stuff throughout. Um and yeah, I'm just I'm just such a sucker for this mode of that kind of that Bay Area street punk sound. I think
2: it sounds so great. Um Another reason I think it's rancity is because. Uh, the chorus is just very simple. Here we go. Coming back around again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Which it's sounds great.
3: like it should be a punk song on MTV or on the radio. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's such a catchy chorus. Like I, I don't understand why something like that doesn't get crossover play.
2: I mean, all I really want to do is go to OC. <laughs>
3: hey, sometimes that's all we want to do. Soon, he's, soon <laughs>
2: it's where I'm going to be.
3: he's like, He's given up on his kind of current struggle, I guess, and just wants to go. Just wants to go to OC. That's all, baby. In the end, we all want to go to the OC. Yeah. Um down fifty-five. Yeah. Hey, sounds like a good place. I'll be about to run again.
2: great driving song
3: hell yeah love a love a numbered highway reference (laughs) even if we're looking for them in songs like southeast Southeast 101 101. (laughs) don't turn out to be about highways but yeah you always love a, especially when it's like an area you're not familiar with you're like i'm on the 72 and you're like hey man sounds great i don't know what that is but (laughs) you do you i've Um, never
2: i've never driven on the uh i don't i mean the 55 wherever wherever that is i'm assuming it's takes you to the takes oc you the OC,
3: baby but yeah it is kind of funny a lot of these songs are like i was messing it up in the boys at night and i just want to get to the oc <laughs> it's like orange county is such a like i don't know white rich republican enclave yes that <laughs> it's hilarious to think about these like punks like I just want to get back to the oc that's where things are real <laughs> um but you know like, that's where I mean, they're that's, from that's so.
2: kind of what i what we were thinking about too with like when we were talking Ace talking about the s uh, southeast 101 gotta get <laughs> right. yeah gotta get yeah. back to you know you know rich richfield where were they no yeah
3: something like well plymouth, plymouth uh yeah. yeah and then he was like well it's not about that asshole to me so <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that but it did could not be in my that. place for speculating this whole uh this story <laughs> i was imagining um yeah, anyway, the song rules. Hopkins uh, is
2: that's what Hopkins, I was trying to
3: Hopkins, Sure. Yes. Hopkins was the one I first said, and then I got confused. Uh, Hopkins is not a place I want to hang out in too much. Sorry to all the <laughs> Hopkins folks out there. Um
2: We have a we we just alienated our big Hopkins demos.
3: <laughs> so um Yeah, but the song rules. It doesn't matter where you're homesick for, you're you're homesick for the place where you came from. Yep. Um yeah, love this one. Great.
2: And now for uh, a curious song yes. that still rules. Right. Bunker's lullaby.
3: Probably skip some of this. We will. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ooh, that sounds nice
2: though. Doing some like brush action or something? Yeah, little
3: brushes. In the background, they're doing like what would normally happen at the end of like a hidden track on an album. Yes. Or they're just like messing around.
2: So this, I don't know why you
3: start a song that way.
2: Um, so we'll just fast forward a little bit. Uh, they're yep. wacky. They're wild. They're
3: wacky. They're wild. I think it comes in at like 140.
2: is one of the songs that's not included in in the lyrics book yeah
3: i couldn't find him anywhere (laughs) as far as i could tell it's about hypocrisy i think uh i don't know who bunker is or why we're doing a lullaby for bunker um but yeah there's a lot to like here yeah um i don't understand why there's a minute and 40 seconds of what sounds like uh end of album sort of runoff um it's kind of cool, but it goes on way too long, I think. Um, but you know, then it starts uh, ripping and it explodes. And uh, we're lusting it and busting it. And I don't know, I just want to <laughs> use it again. Um, I don't know about the vocal effect, the little like.
2: You don't know about it? Oh, I think I it's know. great.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's like a little distorted. Now I do this. I don't know. But it's, it's fine. That's the vibe of the song. It's kind of like it's hardcore. It's very raw and rough. Yeah. Um, and I let you know it's kind of hardcore chords and then the gang vocals on the chorus. So I, I guess I'm here for it. Um, I do think it's fun. I just it's a curious one.
2: Definitely curious. Um I think I, I mean, I don't mind the the lullaby chill part. part at the beginning. Uh would I miss it if it wasn't included? Like would I have been like, oh, the song's missing something? Like, probably not because the song's four minutes and 11 seconds sure. long so what if
3: it was missing a minute out of its minute and 40 seconds <laughs> true <laughs> that would be fine with me
2: right fair um and uh another this is i feel like this is the the most overtly kind of christiany song i guess the next one yeah preacher yeah. man uh preacher man um number
3: three so we will not be
2: fascinating
3: (laughs) when you dismissed it as the most christian song i was like ah it's not gonna be his (laughs) number two
2: interesting Um, okay is it uh explain it to me
3: i love the song it sounds like rancid it rules (laughs) i mean i feel like it's another one that's very like just that baseline right away. He's doing those jazz scales, like, the vocal delivery, um, the gang it's got a little
2: Lars Fredrickson action going yep. on on those vocals.
3: It absolutely does. Uh, yeah, just another one that just like from the drop is just like super high energy in that same kind of street punk style that I love in this record. Um, I don't know. I, I too, um, take some issue with the lyrics maybe and wanted to unpack them with you, but it wasn't enough sure. to dissuade me from how hard the song goes. I think I, I just, I feel like it's very much of a piece with nothing and homesick in terms of kind of the style of it. Um, so I just couldn't deny how the the energy of the whole thing throughout just keeps me excited. Um, yeah.
2: It's, it's not unlike a, you know, Jesus is going to find you sort of vibe. Uh, that this in this at least in this the story of the song will say that the character is, uh, was you know kept running into this preacher and didn't want to hear anything he had to say. But every time he was having a hard time, the preacher man would be there to to support him. And that mm-hmm. uh, he said, "I could not run and hide." I remember when he said, "Someday you'll see the light." So mm. it's sort of like Jesus will find you. Right.
3: Yeah. And that's the part that I kind of struggle with a little, maybe, I mean, it's, it's perhaps an overly simple fable. <laughs> this guy right. is resistant to a pastor, you know, but like, as you said, he, he, he's going around he like takes this guy in who, because his character is obviously like struggling and he's resistant, but he makes an impact on him. And if there's going to be a character who's sort of, ostensibly sharing the gospel with someone in a song. I like the idea that it's somebody who's like there to support this guy, regardless of what the guy thinks. And like,
2: and to like, if need, if in, in an hour of need, bring him in and take yeah. care of him. I feel like that's certainly a, uh, uh, Christ like, yeah. P- approach. So I can, appreciate I think that's that. why I,
3: I don't mind because it's like the preacher is showing love through action and being, you know, somewhat patient with this person rather than beating him over the head right. with with something. Now, you know, arguably it's a little patronizing to say, I remember when he said, someday you'll see the light or it's like, well, someday you'll get it. Um, but again, I think that's pretty soft in terms of right. um, how to characterize somebody like screaming the gospel at someone and, and, and saying to like, I had an ego and, you know, I had to feed it. also a little patronizing to be like the reason i couldn't sort of you know accept christ was my ego was too big um so yes do i bump on those things sure but as far as like this mode of song it doesn't bother me my main takeaway is that this person who was trying to share god with people did it in a positive way in this story enough that the person was like hey you know i'm now realizing this person made an impact on me so and it rips. So that right. <laughs> helps. <laughs> um, but yeah, I
2: was also scandalized as a kid. Says pissed uh, off. Yeah, he says, got so pissed off. I never said goodbye. But the lyrics, um, I guarantee <laughs> that B.E.C. did this yeah. to the parents that are going to be like, the book stars. Well, let's see, I want us. Let me just make sure what the lyrics are clean. Peruse. Oh, the mom, man. mom will be like, oh, song's about a preacher. Let's see. Oh, he just got so upset. Oh no! <laughs> that's the yep. that's the Christian mom reading through the lyrics booklet. And now do singing. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, preacher Cry. man! Uh, oh no! Not not again! Pre- preacher man <laughs> came with a Bible on his hand. Oh
3: man, it sounds like it could be like an old Jimmy Stewart movie. <laughs> like Jimmy Stewart is Preacher man.
1: Um, anyway. so, so pissed off.
3: <laughs> oh, I um, got so pissed off it <laughs> didn't say goodbye um, yeah no I, I I, wondered what you would think and I'm glad that you're not like no come on this is trash and I'll be like okay I guess no, you're right. it's, <laughs> so.
2: it's not trash it is not a trash song uh, in, in terms of and, and by, I, by most Christian I, I don't mean like I just mean like overtly being like the most clear right song on the record that's that someone could point to to be like oh i think this is a christian band yes um (laughs) not
3: maybe not as subtle as uh jesus is gonna find you (laughs) 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 painting with such a you know nuanced brush with that one
2: (laughs) fair um we are the ones This is my number two.
3: Okay. Yeah. This was, this is certainly in my top five, uh, if not four. So,
2: yeah. Uh, gosh, it's how, I, I don't know how you, you can't deny the, it's another rancidy chorus and it's got the ska. Um, yeah. And... I mean, this
3: is like full ska sound yes. here. Maybe the, the lone sort of purely ska song on the record, yep. um, which I'm here for.
2: Fr- it's and it's the way that Preacher Man was like, how you were on board from the jump. Mm-hmm. This from the jump, I'm ready for this song.
1: Yeah. I got a problem with my life. I don't know why. Got I mean, got a with it's pretty
3: great.
2: Uh, this The song even has like a little bit of a, a tinge of sublime to it.
3: Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, I really like the vocal delivery a lot. Um, yeah. I like that ska rhythm of it, the da 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 you know, it's yeah. really cool. It's different. Exactly. Not quite Anthony Kiedis, but along those <laughs> rhythmic lines. Yeah, um, yeah I, I really like that sort of ska rhythm of vocals. It's not this, like, I kind of prefer their rasp. like, yeah, this is what we do, you know, like that kind of vibe. <laughs> sure. um, but I do really like this. Um,
2: well, you got it. You have your... You have your Lars Fredrickson coming in with, with the the har- the the nice harmonies when Tim Armstrong is doing the the hard stuff and then <laughs> exactly. when, when Lars is doing the hard stuff, you got your Tim Armstrong coming in with the back. Exactly. You, you just gotta there's gotta be a little balance. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And I do have think a little this punk with your ska. <laughs> I think this album is a really good balance. There. Yeah playing with like maybe i don't know four different modes maybe more but pulling it off really well like i like four different chords yeah and four different chords um the green day vibes on the bridge are very evident to me the song he says you know time's gonna have its way with me and there's <laughs> the Green Day song J A R where the bridge is. Yeah. Yo, watching me. It's like exactly yeah. the same. Um, but I don't mind it.
2: No, there's a there's another song. Yes, there is. Coming up in a bit. That is 100% Green Day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just so. Should we? Let's see. Let's get to the. Do you have a timestamp for the bridge? I do not. All right. Let me see. Time's This is great. Yep.
3: Another nice little clean guitar sound there. Sounds great. Into it.
1: Away with me.
3: I mean, there's a reason why bands do that because it sounds great. It sounds great. Um, (laughs) Um thematically, I like the idea that this is like a, a positive song, you know, Yes. It's, it's kind of like a couple songs from the last record about friends just being there for each other. Um, and I will say the chorus, you know, they say, we like you just the way you are. That feels really different from like judgmental
0: <laughs> yes.
3: tone of some other songs of theirs in the past, maybe. Yeah.
0: Uh,
3: although he also does say, just promise me you'll never change, <laughs> which like we know, we know about songs that deal with fallout <laughs> in a friendship after somebody maybe does change. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I, I like that. It's sort of this, like, I love the idea of, we like you just the way you are sort of this rallying cry right. uh, for these young punks. That's cool.
2: When the chips are down, you know, I'm going to be around.
3: Yeah, it's great. That's so much better than like, uh, how do I just scream at Jesus, <laughs> scream at you about Jesus? Uh, <laughs> There's somebody be like, I'm going to be there for you no matter what. Like, that nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Walking around the street, being like empty (laughs) souls, (laughs) blank faces, they're blank souls. Anyway, (laughs) all right. Uh, speaking of songs going hard from the jump, yep. really dig it yeah
3: um the double time of those drums like almost the whole song (laughs) i just love that super cool. yeah
2: that and the the way the song plays out yes just really fuzzy really
3: really fuzzy great guitar feedback yeah immediately as you said but as we've been saying there's also a cool little non-distorted guitar part in the bridge yeah um like yeah that comes back in later and goes to the end of the song. I just, yeah, I really like that. It's like these thrashy drums with them, like this little like ding, 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 ding <laughs> guitar on top of it. I think that's a really cool vibe. I think, it's,
2: I think it's it's clever. I think it's creative. It's not just like, let's see, we got one distorted guitar. What if we just throw like more distorted <laughs> guitars in there? Right. I think it 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 strikes this, we talk about balance. I think it strikes a balance between being like, Ooh, Ooh, this is different. This is interesting. This is, this is fun.
3: Yeah. I don't want to like attribute it all to geography, but you know, they're, they're this band that is playing with that California sound. That's a little more like Northern California, but they have these like really sunny (laughs) little guitar lines and like fifties harmonies and another song we'll get to that's very fifties. Um, so it's kind of bringing that like Southern California like sunniness into it, you know. It's a little bit of like beach surfy sound on top. I don't know. I like it a lot. Um, it's a cool mix of things. Um, definitely. Another one about sort of feeling completely abandoned and on their own. <laughs> uh,
2: different, different than the the we are the ones before right, right. it that was very positive. This one yeah. is talking about like being left and forsaken by everybody. Yeah, that's when definitely eight, one. Maybe, yeah, you know, will you remember me when I've gone and left here to die? Left here to die.
3: <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. <laughs> when you start talking about being forsaken, it's a little bit like, all right, let's let's take a breather. Um, but uh, yeah, that's definitely one sort of thematic mode for them is these songs about feeling like completely desperate and nobody's with them anymore. And sure. you know, I understand he's down and out. I understand that to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. He feels an inch high, as it were. Yeah. Um. But yeah, really like this one.
2: Same. brown Queen. Well, I'm kicking it around the home. Billy Joe, is that you? (laughs) Uh, Oh, right.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Definitely a vocal quality that is influenced here. Yeah. Uh, But as far as their other big influence, Rancid, also very all over the song. The chorus has exact same melody as uh, Olympia. It's like, New York City. Well, I wish I was on a highway. (laughs) Back to Olympia. It's like exactly (laughs) the same. Um,
2: I didn't pick up on that. That's
3: amazing. But I don't mind that, because two good songs. Um, Back
1: to to Olympia. Olympia.
3: Yeah, he's more Olympia. Doing the Bill Joe thing. Sounded great. Uh, Yeah, overall, it's uh, pretty good. It's not like uh, one of my favorites, but I like it. Um, Lyrically almost bordering on the, like, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, right. He's, you know, he's, he's at home alone and the prom Queens off having fun with her boyfriend, not with him, a nice guy. Um, but he doesn't
2: say it in like,
3: yeah, he doesn't say Right. 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 He doesn't present it in a like spiteful, <laughs> like, r- you know, resentful way. He's like, this is what it is right now. But I know it's all going to work out. And so I appreciate that it doesn't quite get to that. Like, uh, alarming territory. He
2: also says, "True love waits in an life."
3: Yep, that is a thing he says.
2: Did
3: you? Was it just girls that had rings that said "True love waits," or was that a guy thing too?
2: Oh man, I hope not. I hope. <laughs> n- I hope. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, girls had their had those those purity th- rings. Those no, they're those dances with their dads.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, those are still definitely happening. Um, those are the, the,
2: the creepiest thing that you pledge your virginity to your <laughs> well, that, dad.
3: Yeah. That, I think there are versions of it that don't include that horrifying aspect, just the daddy-daughter dance. But it's it's kind of weird either way. Um, but, yes, yeah, certainly I know there I are rings that say true language. Just witch.
2: don't mix up your sexuality with just, your parents. Yeah, you just just, just have don't have do it. it
3: anytime it's like this is the daddy dot I, I know that's like a nice idea but it's just like just have it be parent kid like that's not make it weird i don't know um, yeah i don't
2: i don't i really i'm not trying to make any judgments about anybody who has like but like that's sort of like we need to have the first dance like especially at <laughs> weddings it's like you know right. like need to it's always gendered it's like the son needs to dance with the mom the daughter needs to dance with the dad and i just like that sort of i don't i don't know why that is but but especially those the daddy daughter like you know you're uh vowing to stay yeah a virgin until it's like (laughs) i don't know it's so weird it is so gross
3: um fortunately when he mentions true love weights it doesn't creep me out uh, to that degree <laughs> along those no. lines no uh,
2: I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that that's even what he's implying necessarily no, but no. but when you take in the context of the, the era in which this was written you know the the whole true love weights right you know, it's fairly contemporary if I'm not mistaken
3: hey I know that she believes in the one true God of love, and that's why she's waiting for one and only love. You know, that's what my MX, career taught me. MXPX, we're talking that true love waiting. Um,
2: MXPX, do um, <laughs> you have anything else to say about the prom queen? I do not. Frat bro. Speaking <laughs> of MXPX, yeah, is, is this is this poking at you? Get ready to open up that pit, bro. Let's go. Feels like poking at you,
3: and that's why it rules. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I love the
2: yeah.
3: The hardcore. What, what
2: song am I thinking of off of Poking at You? Uh,
3: like twelve of the nineteen <laughs> of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember specifically, but I know what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean um
2: i should have i should have thought about looking that up before but it's somebody will somebody will point it out to us
3: yes danny is good at us um but yeah i think this rules i mean <laughs> what i was saying earlier was either my number four or my number five would be we are the ones i think you've convinced me that one's probably just outside the top three so this is my like number five but it's really high up there for me i love yeah. yep the hardcore sound Again, I'm not sure I need that vocal effect, uh, but I don't, I don't hate fine. it. It's fine. It, it makes a little more sense on this one for me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when I think about,
2: about it with, with the poking at you in mind, that's why I think it kind of works.
3: Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. talking about mixing it up. Uh, talking about this one goes out to the kids back at home in the projects. Uh, are there projects in Orange County?
2: <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> I don't know. seem
3: like there are.
2: This, uh, this um, is another one of the songs that there are no lyrics in this booklet.
3: Sure. Um, well, it's about kids getting into a brawl and scrapping it up and the cops breaking it up. Uh, there's a line about the little redhead cop. He thinks he runs the show. I guess it's time to go. <laughs> that seems like very specific. Like perhaps this happened. Um, but I don't know. I love a hardcore song about, about kids mixing it up and scrambling and the cops coming like it's fun it's very fun whether it's an in, uh, in oc or not uh always a fun
2: song uh mode yeah. um it's way yeah, too help. early for the police to send us home the fun has just begun so mr johnny and all your rules leave us alone the boys are on the run <laughs> That's what they call me. Mr. Johnny. Mr. I Johnny. I
3: rules. I'm like, hey, you kids, don't you know about the rules? <laughs> They're like, get out of here, Mr. Johnny.
2: <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mr. Johnny you're coming over here to ruin the fun. Hey, the party's just getting started, Mr. Johnny. Why you gotta come over here and try to ruin the fun, Mr. Johnny? You judge. Why don't you go
3: fight the sharks? <laughs> um, anyway, like the song a lot. It's called Frat, and that had me nervous, but it's just about the the fraternity of the brothers bonded by, by
0: brother bond, God. Bond.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jocks um, don't like us because they are not like us. They don't like. What is it? We don't wear Nikes. We don't wear Nikes. We don't wear jock straps.
3: <laughs> <laughs> good times. Um, cooties. Listen to our cooties episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, good one. Also, interesting one. Let's hear it.
2: Uh, yeah 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 a yeah, kind of an unexpected song for this record but you know did Beatles little
3: early Beatles little OG Beatles.
2: Yeah. I think this
3: is from their second album. It's, um, from, uh,
2: it's from meet the Beatles. Yeah.
3: Which would, yeah, that would be the second
2: one. Uh, their second. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. I am into it. I like it. I, unexpected, as you said, you know, a hardcore song about <laughs> running away from the cops into <laughs> an early Beatles fifties style, slow <laughs> song. Um, but I think it it makes sense. Like we said, they're like they're they're into harmonies, they're into that sort of 50s sound. Um, and I like it. And it, you know, my cover philosophy, <laughs> where it 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 can't that it's be. It's inconsistent.
2: <laughs> that, that's <laughs> correct.
3: <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes. I I like I don't like when a song sounds exactly like the original. I also don't think it always works if it's just like let's just do a sped up punk version. I feel like this does just enough to, dir- to differentiate from the original because it's like pretty straightforward in the verses but then it goes harder than the original in the chorus and kind of like the punk sound comes in so at yeah. first I was like really huh a This Boy cover but then I was like you know this kind of makes sense and I like it and it like I don't know it's a vibe that doesn't feel like that out of step with their other stuff um, and it's a pretty song so I like it but
1: I-
2: sounds great sounds great super fun it's, it's uh so as i had mentioned frat and inch high don't, <laughs> don't have lyrics in the booklet okay. uh-huh. but th- this boy does this boy does that's funny <laughs> it's the song that they didn't write
3: does it say like Lennon mccartney or something next to it? it's
2: uh in the um uh on the back of the yeah. of the booklet it says all songs written uh, by Ryan and arranged by Valley pack, except for this boy written by Lennon and McCartney.
3: There you go. Um, yeah. I, at first I was uh, taken aback by it, but I enjoy it being on the record.
2: Yeah. Um, closing it out. Closing it out with big dream. I think this is a great closing song.
3: I think it makes sense as the closer, but it doesn't do too much for me. Um I mean I I get the idea of this being the closer and it makes the most sense out of them, you know, there's like a key change even like a long intro, but it just it feels too long for me without really moving up to a next level. I don't know. What do you what do you think? You
2: don't like the even like the noisiness at the end
3: yeah that's cool again like I think it's a good way to close the record but it just I like the idea more than I like this song which isn't really strong enough to hang that on this idea of like it's just gonna like move into this like noise and I don't know I wish it hit me a little harder um but I do like it um and I like the idea of having an album closer that stretches on and does some interesting stuff but I wish it was maybe a little more dynamic or something. I don't know. I do like that. That is cool. I definitely like that better than I I guess I wish the build up to that was like more interesting.
2: Didn't you even say like the the part at the for ace troubleshooter their their last song where it just like kind of became cacophonous i thought you yeah i do like
3: that but i like that song from the beginning um
2: (laughs) this song kind of bums me out a little bit because Mm. and i don't think it's maybe i think it's supposed to be like anthemic and and optimistic and everything um then about like how we're how they're gonna you know like, I'm going to make it happen. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm going to make it happen with my two feet on the ground. Nobody's going to see me fall going to make it happen. So I'll see you at the top. And it's like, that That didn't, didn't happen. happen. <laughs> well, <No. laughs> so that, that's the, that's the kind of the part where it's like, you know, if, you know, I, I like the idea of a song that's, that's like, go for it. But, like, to be like, I'm gonna see you at the top, bros, gonna fucking <laughs> crush it. It's like, maybe well, it's like, maybe, a... like, maybe take it down a notch. Maybe don't be so <laughs> confident that you're like, that you're right. gonna see you at the top, you know? <laughs> but well, he's
3: speaking it into the universe. He's sure, he, it's the secret. This is, exactly. He's it's a big dream. He's not gonna go small dream. He's going big, baby. Going big. Um yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I like the idea of like not giving up on the dream, keep pushing. And you know, if you would have told twenty year old me, nineteen year old me playing in bands, you'll reach number twenty on the Christian billboard, chart to be like, hey, that's that's not bad. Um, so perhaps not the top, but uh top of and juice. maybe yeah, top of Jace. Maybe you decide, maybe you change what your idea of of the top is or what of success hey, is. You know You know
2: what? You're right. You know, <laughs> I'm the asshole here.
3: Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm just saying that like, maybe I need to adjust how I think about the song because sure. just in my because here's the thing. Some, oftentimes when i'm critical of something it's because it's come it comes from an internalized place of self-hatred <laughs>
0: <Sure>. <laughs>
2: so I like i i read my own failures into the song like yeah. i read my own like oh i'm gonna i really want to play in a band i really want to like you know do the do the the band thing and then like and I had like all these dreams of that when I was younger, and then that didn't happen. And so sure. I put my own experience onto that yeah, song. Yeah. And so that's probably also why I'm like, oh, the song bumps me, <laughs> it bumps now. me out because like I'm I'm hearing it and I'm like, oh god, that was me. I'm like I'm <laughs> gonna gonna write this, write these epic punk rock albums, and then. <laughs> Hey, not you know what?
3: So much. What's now up? you got a, a podcast that's in the uh, iTunes Top 100. That's right at on the top, baby. Looking down. Yeah, this see is a beautiful hey, week.
2: Bad nation. We'll see you at the top. <laughs>
3: that's right. <laughs> um, so that's Jalapeno. That's Jalapeno. Um, what a what a really fun uh, album to listen to and discuss. Was not uh, one that I knew growing up, but will now definitely be in my regular rotation.
2: This is a this is an album that I love thrown into my rotation. And yeah, it's great. It's it's been yeah, a it's stretch been. of albums. <laughs> it's brand. Uh these ace troubleshooter and value pack uh stretch of episodes have been just such a pleasure. Yeah. Because it's been it's been so much fun uh talking about albums that like I was really, really into um as opposed to like some some of like the dogwood stuff where a majority of it was like most of it was like not anything i was familiar with so right right getting into yeah. jalapeno and and these in the madness of the crowds and all that it's just it's just been it's been feeling pretty good feeling good yeah. these days
3: agreed uh next week will be our last value pack episode yep covering a record neither of us know at all
2: <laughs> not even a little yeah so cognito.
3: That will be interesting. Uh, I get the sense from fans that it is not on the jalapeno level, um, but we will see. I'm eager to dive in. Yes. Um, and uh, hopefully next week we can we can announce what comes next too. Um, well, in the meantime, let us know what you think of jalapeno, of this discussion, anything we talked about today at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to the pod if you haven't yet already and give us a rating or review. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com
2: you can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763 8727 magpod you can support
3: us at the patreon patreon.com/magnifiedpod and we want to welcome to the patreon punk family josh aguilera josh has been uh, a long time uh commenter on social and uh follower of ours, and he, he does uh, cool music on his own as well. He's played in bands and stuff, so very happy to have Josh among the Patreon punks. Uh, if you would like to join us, you can do so this week while we'll be talking about Tony Hawk Pro Skater, original soundtrack, <laughs> uh, getting into that over on the Patreon, you know, taking this whole 90s punk compilation uh, game to a whole new level. With that, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, thanks to Shadow Producer Jason and Unoriginal Vinyl, and thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios for our artwork. Well, our time in the penalty box is over for this week. We'll be back out on the ice next week when we'll cover Value Packs Incognito. I got
1: a problem with my life, I don't know why. up, up. up I don't know
2: Everyone is A Jace
3: Yeah I love that Brian demands more <laughs> I feel like I left a lot of ketis out on the field I don't know how much more he I have to give
2: that's a, uh, I think that was a, that was a, a Friday night light speech, right? <laughs> now guys, we've got to leave all our key out on the field. <laughs> yeah. Coach. Um, what was his name? Let me tell you coach something. Coach Taylor, Taylor. Coach Taylor's yeah. like, have you, have you seen the compilation, the coach Taylor compilation? Uh, coach Taylor wants to tell you something. <laughs> I think because, so. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Like, let me, let me tell you something. It's like, <laughs> Like every episode he's like, I need, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. Hey, come here. Let me tell you something. Hey, Tim Riggins, you might think you're too good
3: for this team, but let let me tell tell
2: you something. Let me tell you something.
0: (laughs) For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.